This is Leslie Riddich, Director of Nordic Horizons, introducing our latest podcast about the school age. What's the right age for children to go to school? Well, across all the Nordic countries, the answer is the same. It's the age of six or seven. Very different from Britain and Scotland, where four and five tends to be the starting age for school. Uh, Those countries are all famous for their kindergarten. And in 2018, I went to visit an outdoor kindergarten in Tromsø, run by Turid Bohom. Um, It's called the Bukespranget Nursery. I'll leave her to explain what that means. It's quite significant. It's outdoors in all weathers. When I went in January, it was pretty snowy, pretty cold and pretty slippery. But the kids were all outdoors from about six o'clock in the morning when they turned up before work began. The reason this is important now, well, uh, the SNP conference is going to discuss a motion to change the school starting age so that it actually chimes with the rest of our latitude, with the rest of the most of the world, in fact, 82% of whose countries have kids starting school at six and seven, not at four and five. So in the hopes that this provides some idea of what children could be doing when they're playing instead of being forced prematurely into a formal setting, have a listen to what Turid explained four years ago. I'm sitting here with Turid Bonholm uh, just before we're doing the Nordic Horizons talk, which is not fair. Really? Because you're just about to go and do this all again. Yeah, my heart is beating, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you see, you're that kind of gal, because the last time I met you, I was on sticks after a hip replacement operation (laughs) in ice on Tromsø in January. Yeah. Happily, with the spikes, you know, those spiky things you can put on your shoes, Mm. which I thought, I'm not going to end up having to use these. No, they are for old people, you know. Exactly. Mm. So as soon as I got off the bus at 5am or whatever hour you summoned me to the the kindergarten, you stopped and said, put them on right now. And boy, were you right. Yeah, it's very slippery. It is. Yeah. Mm. And the reason I'm saying all this is not to get a big sympathy vote, although it'd be nice, but just to say that is the circumstances in which your working day begins at running the Bukespranget Nursery. Yeah. So, first of all, the, the name is, you only told me this at the end, because once I'd seen everything for a morning, I understood entirely where this was coming from. But just explain what that name means for you. Yeah, the Bukespranget means the buck leap. So that's a kid goat. Yeah, kid goat uh, does the leap um, over the edge. So uh, we try to uh, make children move their limits, their borders. Um, I'm sure what you would call it. That's fine. Yeah. And the kindergarten is uh, directly placed on an almost on a cliff. It's very steep down, and we have this wonderful view. So it feels like sometimes that you're doing the leap. And uh, in case anybody would think, good grief, we don't want our precious little children to be doing leaps down cliffs. <laughs> no. What is this trying to signify about about the outlook of the kindergarten? Well, we think that children need to move their borders, their, their limits, in order to grow, in order to um, develop and make a good uh, self-confidence within themselves. And every age, group of age in the kindergarten have their own bukkesprang, their own leap that they 
uh, would have to do during the first year, the second year, and so on. So the one-year-olds, they are out in the woods and they pick moss, moss, yeah, and uh, branches and leaves and bring it back to the kindergarten. They smell, they, they taste, they feel, and they make the picture or they paint with a blueberry, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, paint or juice? Yeah. juice? Yeah, they paint with paint and the blueberry ling. I'm not sure what well, you just leave it, it ling yeah, there, everybody. Ling. Go and look it up. Yeah, ling, look it up. That's the one-year-olds. And the second and the third, uh, three-year-olds, and the four and the five-year-olds, they climbed five mountains the last year. That's their big leap, you know, moving borders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, you have worked in lots of different ways in mm. kindergarten, but you finally decided to set one up yourself as a mm. private kindergarten. Yeah. What, what when you when you set it up also in a particular place? Can you just tell me what was going through your mind and what made you decide to do this yourself? Well, it was kind of an accident, or an um, yeah, an accident because I was asked if I would um, set up this kindergarten uh, with my parents uh, in the kindergarten where I worked. It was a small kindergarten, uh, ten children, so. But my parents said, no, we don't want a big kindergarten. We want this little safe security kindergarten that we're in. And I told the ones that wanted me to set up this new kindergarten that, sorry, we can't do it. The parents won't do it. But later on, they called me and asked me if I would do it myself. Uh, And I said, well, I need to think about this because this has not been (laughs) in my mind ever. Um... But I talked to my family, I talked to my parents, talked to my friends, uh, and they all said, go for it. So I did, because I grew up in a very red social... No, here it's not red. Yes, it's red. It's red, socialist family. Uh, Safe and very very much solidarity and the the common uh, community money will be used uh, in that way. So it was kind of difficult for me to take that leap again Um, but I did and I chose to do it a little bit different than many others uh, which um, run their own kindergartens like that. So how how do you run an outdoor kindergarten in Norway? Yeah, uh, outdoor kindergartens in Norway, they are run in very different ways. Some have, they run it entirely outside outdoors Uh, they have boat kindergartens. They have um, uh, like tiny huts. Did you say boat? Yeah, boat kindergartens, kindergartens on boats. Yeah, not wow. on boats, but they start the day in, by the seaside and they go on board in the boat and they uh, spend almost the uh, entire day on the boat and they go back. In the wow! Afternoon. Yeah, um, I would think it would be a kind of limited area, but. If it was me, I think I would go by the seashore and explore, and I think they do that. Mm-hmm. I haven't, uh, I haven't um, seen them. I yeah. just heard of it. So, uh, in Tromsø, we have several outdoor kindergartens. Um, some of them nearby the seaside, some of them in the woods, and we on a cliff. So different ways. Mm. 
And uh, we define ourselves as a nature kindergarten, which uh, we are not totally an outdoor kindergarten. Uh, our focus is outdooring and science. So we we uh, play with mathematics and chemistry and physics and this year biology. So, mm. and then what when you set this up? Is there a sort of rule in Norway that that children have to be outdoors one day a week or something like that? Not one day a week. They should be outdoors every day. Is that something from government? Yeah, government have made a um, framework plan for kindergarten and obviously uh, a law regulation for kindergarten. But the law regulation is more like yes, uh, how you set up the kindergarten with. Uh, staff and and what um, uh, you need to be recognised as a kindergarten, but the the framework plan uh, t- tells us everything. It's it's our bible, so we have to look to uh, the framework plan every time we want to do something. And in frame Norwegian framework plan, there is definitely um, an intention from the government that children should be outdoors uh, and explore nature. And recent science uh, tells us that children who are much more outdoors than other children, they learn like social skills, not only the environmental thing, but the social skills and democratic way of thinking and organizing themselves. How do they learn that? I think by the room outdoors is much more uh, challenging for them. And still, um, it's not as crowded as indoors. So they have, they can have different playgrounds, different place, uh, arenas and scenes. So children play in one area and then they go to the other. They go back to the same area they were and they have to organize and, and re, um, negotiate with the other children how to get back in to the, to the game or the play. So, they help each other. Yeah, when I was do. there, yeah. I watched the older ones help the little yeah. one down. Mm. And, you, you know, the little one was crying and I was full of the instinct to go and help. Mm. And you just sat still and mm. I thought, just hang on a minute here. Mm. And sure enough, they mm. sorted it out between themselves. Yeah, they do. And that's the way you seem to work, you know, mm. that you're not running to intervene when it looks like yeah. there might be a difficulty no they are they have a lot of competence uh, the small children and they develop it by being uh, allowed to try so we we tend to try let them try we we, we you know safety uh, in kindergarten or uh, when the grown-up stands next by and not when you cut off all the branches on the trees so they won't uh, climb the tree we want them to climb the tree uh, and the safety is to to be an adult standing by and make sure the child reaches as far as the child uh, dares to climb yeah because if you were looking from the outside and not looking carefully mm. you would think somehow that you weren't watching the children but there's mm. always two of you isn't there anywhere yeah. they go yeah we are not allowed any longer to go on field trips alone adult uh, it's a safety, safety procedure for all the happenings in kindergartens where children have been sexually molested so we take care of that and we take care of the grown-ups so they won't be charged with anything 
because they are alone. Right, that will get everybody's alarm bells going. Mm. Have there been children molested in kindergarten? Yeah, sorry to say it has. Yeah. A lot, a little? I don't know what is a lot, but any child, every child is one too many. So, And is this also because outdoor kindergartens naturally, well, seem to attract men because they like the idea of working the yeah. outdoors? We tend to think that it is only men, but uh, sorry to say, women also... Um, less children in kindergartens and they and, and ch- children are uh, exposed to you know shouting and um, even smacking um, it's not allowed obviously it's not allowed but we well it, it is here st- well I'm trying to think we've I think we've just banned it but only yeah. just mm. so so that's why you have this rule and also I noticed in your kindergarten your doors were all glass, made a yeah. glass top. Mm. And actually, I think it's true that the men were very happy to have yeah. that because it meant then the, there was no sense that they were on their own or in secret or anything. Mm. Everything's very visible from room mm. to room. Yeah. I, I think we can never, ever um, make men or women who wants to molest children uh, not to start working in a kindergarten. We have... We have the police uh, report on everyone. They have to leave it, deliver it when they start working. But the best we can do is to make the children safe by learning the children to take care of themselves, being aware of their body, and uh, to make sure that the grown-ups in the kindergarten uh, have good rules uh, and safety for themselves. So we organise our day, our routines, in such a way that it won't happen. And this is something you're very strong on, routines. Yeah, very strong on routines. So if a person goes indoors with a child to to change their diapers, uh, 10 minutes, if he or she is not back, we go in and ask, uh, okay, do you need any help? So there will be no calm for those who have not, um, who, who want to molest a child. Mm. And has that happened in your kindergarten, that problem? Uh, what do you mean? Of molesting children. How does it happen? No. no have you had an experience of it no. happening in yours? No, we haven't. No. no, we haven't. But there have been uh, situations in Tromsø, there have been several situations in Bergen. I heard on the radio just before we left a mm-hmm. new situation in Bergen. Yeah. So, um, what do the children gain from being outdoors, do you think? Well, it's, you know, we know we always uh, have had this going out on field trips. I think it's kind of difficult for us to, to look at it from the outside. But the children, they play in a different way outdoors. They have much more space. Uh, they can use their voice. They can... As I said, play on different areas. They develop their social skills and they help each other. They help they, do they develop motor skills, you know, like yeah. literally control yeah. of their bodies? Yeah, and that's very important because the motor skills, as you say, they are the foundation on uh, language development and room. Understanding of the room is very important for uh, children when they want uh, start to read and write in school and language development. You also have a yurt, which is a kind of tent, yeah. um, which the parents have, have basically made. 
Yeah, do you think in in the in the inside of the kindergarten area or in the woods? In the woods. In the woods. Yeah, it's called a lavo. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting yurts and lavos yeah. mixed up. Lavo, lavo is a sami tent. Yeah. It's a sami tent, and it's really huge. It's like for twenty people to sleep in if we would, and we use it for somewhere to uh, we fire up an oven and we have a good warm environment in there. And the children can play and they can write and they can rest. We put our hammocks up between the tent poles and uh, they can sleep there So uh, and have a rest. So we use it a lot. Yeah. And uh, there's, a, there's a high demand for your nursery, isn't there? Yeah, it's, uh, all, I think all outdoor nurseries or kindergartens. But still, we are in the we are in the outer area of this little community called Hamna, uh, and there are five kindergartens, and all the kindergartens in the area have uh, problems uh, from year to year. So, because we are kind of a suburban piece of area in Tromsø, hmm. and you've located it there because you find that that parents want to drop the children off near where they live. Yeah. That the, is that important? Yeah, I think so. And I've seen over the ten last years been more and more important and more and more available for parents to to have the kindergarten nearby. Because a few years ago, you were so lucky you won the lottery if you had a kindergarten for your child or your children. Uh, and now it's like in Tromsø, everyone who wants a place will have one, uh, and that's the goal for the government. So we reach the goal. Uh, still it can be a little bit difficult. We have five or six places left this year for uh, when we start in August and hopefully we'll fill them up as we did last year, hopefully. I'm remembering when I arrived um, that actually you had you had a little fire going, yeah. which again, here everyone go, oh, fire mm. and children. <laughs> and you had a storyteller uh, employed mm. to sit and just talk to the children quietly. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this was about six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, um, seven, seven, seven. Okay, yeah. it felt like six o'clock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What What's that about? Um, we want the children to to experience how to start the day outdoors. So uh, the parents deliver them outdoors in the kindergarten, and the teacher, which was the teacher at the point. He started led a fire and the children helped to, to put the wood to the fire and he's telling stories uh, for the children. They have a really nice bonding situation there. And when all the children have arrived, they go into the gapahuk, which is a, a hut of some sort. No isolation, just heating in, in from the roof with red lamps. And uh, they have the, the breakfast there. And when they have had breakfast, they go to the toilet and they, uh, the, the backpackers have already been packed from the parents and they go on, on a field trip. Do they provide their own warm clothing or do you? No, the, the parents have to provide their own clothing for the children. Yeah. What do. happens if they haven't got enough money to provide very good pro clothing? We have something to lend out, but um, I think... There is no problem because there is. It's not like you have to have the best there is all the time, you know. And you can learn from your brothers and sisters or your neighbor who have grown out of them. So I don't think there is a problem. No. We're at the beginning of trying to get outdoor kindergarten going, mm -hmm. and there are worries that some parents are 
just think it's a dangerous environment for children mm-hmm. and that teachers are not themselves confident really about the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that Norwegians have so many huts that they go to at the weekend that you've mm-hmm. probably got a lifelong <clears throat> acclimatisation going on mm-hmm. constantly. But did you hit any of those problems, particularly with teachers? Did you get... I suppose you're, you've recruited people, yeah. so obviously you're, mm. they've got to be keen or they wouldn't come. Yeah. But um, have you ever, in your career with kindergarten, hit the problem of teachers who just don't want to go outside? Not at uh, not outside totally, but um, some people doesn't enjoy being outdoors. They freeze, so they. But then we talk to them and we recommend that they actually uh, do something about it. Either they uh, work on their um, skills or the, um, they decide to go outside or they find a kindergarten to work in which uh, well they are more inside but every kindergarten in Norway are outdoors at least once a day maybe two twice a day and the parents bring their clothes uh, and they have to have wool inside um, or underneath and um, the children are so much they are happy outside. They play, yeah. But you you have report cards which really are not written. Mm. They're lots of pictures. Yeah. And I suppose that reassures the parents that they can see that their child is happy. Yeah. Just, it's not, are you talking about the, the electronic uh, plate, you know, the iPad we had? Or are you talking about the reports we send out every month? Yeah, the reports we send out. Uh, yeah, we take a lot of pictures to explain to the parents what the children have experienced and what we can see that they have learned and what they play with and what they are um, interested in. And it's very important for the parents can now talk to the children about what they have experienced that day or that month. Uh, and different topics, we, we try to explain to the parents what we intend to do. But the way we work, it's not always that what we intended is happening because a um, very important word in Norwegian framework plan is uh, children's participation. Uh, and that means that children, we are, we are going to follow the child's uh, curiosity. So the curiosity are the driving force in what we do. So when children, uh, if I tend to, my intention is to teach the children uh, about the rainy weather maybe uh, but what they interest are interested in is maybe the stones that we found in the woods so why should I talk about the rainy weather when the stones are so interesting for the children uh, and we know as adults that when uh, we are interested in something we learn if we are not we don't so I, I know you've just arrived in Scotland, yeah. <laughs> so you can't have any idea. Very different from our last meeting, um, and we have you're just about to go out and talk, do this this talk. But do you think Scotland can have outdoor kindergarten? Yeah, I do think every country would be uh, able to to bring outdoor kindergarten out uh, in the environment uh, as we do, and uh, obviously you have better weather. So the weather wouldn't be a problem. You Do have you rainy days. Yeah. Yes, we have some very lots of rainy days. Yeah, actually. A shelter would do. A shelter mm-hmm. would do. So the kids can can uh, have their meal without the rain and the 
meal. What, what about if you didn't have space beside you that was green? Because mm. lots of places in the inner city, and we have some very big cities, mm. feel like there's no green anywhere. Mm. I know some kindergartens that go to parks. Um, that's um, and, and you can talk to the government or the, the local government uh, and have uh, areas where you can use for kindergarten. And I know some kindergartens have a bus. So they, they pick up the kids and they drive into the woods for the day. Mm-hmm. And they go back. Mm. So where where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. And I'm going to meet with someone tomorrow. I'm so much looking forward to it. Yes, yeah, so you're meeting. You're meeting. Yeah. I think forty civil servants. Oh, that's quite a lot. Because yeah. he, there's a big yeah. interest here at the moment, as yeah. you're about to discover. Yeah. But anyway, we should leave it there mm. um, because you have to. <laughs> Pollingly, you have to do this all again. <laughs> but anyway, if anybody wants to know more, um, have a look on the Nordic Horizons website, um, and we'll have hopefully the slides from this talk and much more information. But anyway, Scotland, get out 